What's up, guys, and welcome to The Struggle Is Over, the podcast. I am your host, Latanya Hines, the author of the book, The Struggle Is Over, Finding Joy After Rape. Now, if you are new here, we are a bunch of joy chasers seeking to find joy in whatever life brings us. So stay tuned and let's get into it. I got to tell you, this topic has been weighing on my heart lately, and I'm sure that many of us have experienced this in our life's journey, and I'm not the only one, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to dive into this question of how do you move forward with a joyful heart when you feel or perceive, however you want to say it, when you feel that God has not answered your prayers the way you hoped or expected? Come on, Lord, I want it how I want it, when I want it, and what I want but he hasn't quite answered it that way. So I want to kick off things with a powerful quote that is a source of inspiration for me when I feel that way. Cause I, I'm telling y'all, I'll be I'm like, God, what, come on. I'm praying. I'm, I'm doing this, doing that. Why, why it ain't happening for me yet? Lord. But it's a quote by Ravi Zacharias. And he says, uh, faith is not the belief that God will do what you want. It is the belief that God will do what is right. So think about that. Now, I don't know about you, but those words help me navigate through some tough moments when I feel like my prayers has hit a dead end. You see, we pray for things, right? I know I'm not the only one. So y'all listening, y'all pray for things. You ask people to pray with you, come in partnership with you, lay hands, lay anoint oil, all that. We pray for healing, for guidance, for answers to many problems, that job you want, the relationship, the miracle um, that we desperately want. We pray for hope and with expectations, okay? Believing that God will come through for us. We just don't know how he's gonna come through for us, but we do with anticipation that God is gonna come through for us, right? You know, we pray for all things that are really they matter deeply to us. And that's why we get so vested and we get, we kind of get out of our way when they don't go or not answered in the way that we think that they should be. And I've been through this, right? The last few prayers, my daughter, Leah, um, I prayed and I did get my miracle with my daughter, Leah, when she was born uh, with pulmonary hypertension on a life support, couldn't breathe on her own. And I, we prayed for a miracle, right? Everybody rallied around and that miracle happened, right? And I was able to have Leah and she was able to live an abundant life. She's 27 years old, just enjoy living her best life, right? I prayed also during my rape. I prayed as I was being attacked, like, Lord, please. The first prayer I said was, Lord, please don't let my mom have to come here and find me unalived. Um, due to this, this crazy man with a butcher knife to my neck. I prayed for that. That's the first thing I prayed for. I didn't have any kids at that time. And lately I've been pouring my heart out as I have an 18 year old. Actually, he just turned 18 year old today, just praying for him and for God to guide him healing, you know, that he will stay on the path of seeking God first. I've been praying for divine intervention, like Lord help my son, who today just turned 18. Happy birthday, Roman. Um, and he just turned 18. And this is his last year in high school. And, you know, 18 boys, 
stay different, right? So, but my son is an incredible artist, okay? And so the last week or so, we've been talking about this last art piece he did for class, but he's like an incredible artist. He free draws with his hand and he's just so talented, gifted, God-given talent. And he's like, I don't know what to do with my art. I don't know what to do with my art. And then the Lord, and I'm like, Lord, come on. I don't know what he's going to do with his art. Like put him in a place where he can do something with this art since that's what he wants to do. But I know he needs a stable income. But let's get into this. What about or what happens when God's response isn't what we've been looking for? When it feels like our prayers have fallen on deaf's ears and been met with silence, right? It can be crazy crazy, disheartening, discouraging. I think we've all been there. And it's at that point where it's like, oh man, come on, God. Like you're like, come on, God. Right. And you, and then you, then you're like, well, I don't want to question God. Like I know he's always had my back, but dang. So the first thing, um, you know, I want to say is that it's okay to feel disappointed and even a little lost when God answers aren't exactly what we hope for. And I know, you know, Christians will be like, oh, no, I'm just trusting and believing God. And all that's great. We're all trusting and believing God. First of all, we don't have no choice. God is in control. We don't have no control over nothing. He can say you can open your eyes right now and he'll close them permanently in another minute. So when people say, oh, I'm just trusting and believing. Well, yeah, we're all trusting and believing God because we have no other choice and Hopefully that's the choice we decide to take anyway. But in essence, we don't really have a choice because God is in control of all of those things. But, but when Christians say that and I'm like, but also we're human, right? And also we're imperfect. And also God made us this way. And it's natural to have feelings when your expectations aren't exactly understood or not met. And that's okay. God designed us this way. So yes, I am trusting him (laughs) and I have faith in him that it will all work out according to his plan, but it's okay to pour out your heart to God and express your frustrations or sadness. Be like, dang God, I know there's something better, but in this moment, I feel a little grief. I feel a little pain. And in fact, you know, the Bible encourages us to cast out cares upon him because he cares for us. And I'm going to tell y'all, Hmm talking about disappointed where prayer was, wasn't answered the way I thought it should be. And I'm still, if God, you listening to me, I'm still waiting for the revelation to why that prayer wasn't answered. But my grandmother, if you know me, I lost my grandma, my grandmother, my grandmother will be 100 in this coming April. She would have been, but my grandmother passed away several months ago in March. Y'all, my grandmother was a vibrant 99 year old woman. And my grandmother fell and hit her head. And I'm telling you, I'm still dealing with the grief. I'm still like, God, come on. What? (laughs) Why didn't you answer that prayer? But my grandmother is 99 years old. And you talking about vibrant, y'all. She was at my 50th birthday party dancing. My grandma was the day. If it's a beat drops, my grandma going to dance. And I prayed. My grandmother fell and hit her head. She went in a coma for 23 days. And I prayed, God, please, please, Lord, everybody, they were praying with us. People were coming down. Shout out to all the people that came down um, to pray over my grandmother, my friends, our church family and things like that. But we, I was praying over my grandma. I stayed in my grandmother's room for weeks 
while she was in a coma. And I um, packed my suitcase and I took a shower in her private um, room. My grandmother was um, in a coma and she was doing little things every day. I kept thinking, God, this is the day she, he's going to wake her up. It's going to be a miracle. We're going to shout it to the rooftop. We're going to tell everybody about this miracle. and Everybody's going to be saved. He's going to use my grandmother to save so many lost souls, right? That's what I thought inside, right? I got to laugh or keep from crying, Jesus. But God didn't answer the prayer that I, the way that I wanted him to. I wanted him to wake up this 99-year-old incredible lady and let the world know, like, dang, that's a miracle. She hit her head. She was in a coma. She came out of that coma and she arose and was alive. But that wasn't our story. So my grandmother um, actually passed away and I'm still dealing with that grief. That's a whole nother podcast for another time because I don't think I can get through it yet. But I tell you, it's okay to go to him with your cares and, and cast them on him. Frustration, sadness, and all grief and all. Cause every day I grieve and I, and I do put it on God. Like, God, you got to help me through this. I know that's a bigger plan. I know you did this for a, a purpose and for your will. And I don't know what that is just yet, but I know you're going to get me through it. And I know that your will will be done at the end of the day. Now in Psalms 34, 18, it says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushing spirit. Now, isn't that a beautiful reminder? It tells us that God is close to us when we're hurting, when we're sad, when we're grieving, and he rescues those whose spirits have been crushed. And I think that is one of the first steps in moving forward towards a joyful heart in situations is to just really acknowledge your feelings and seek God in the middle of them, in the midst of them. And it's okay to grieve. It's okay to be real with God. It's okay to, about your disappointment. Don't be a fake Christian. Don't be no a fan, right? Be a follower of Christ. Let him know like, Lord, I need you right now. I am grieving. I was so disappointed. I prayed and prayed and prayed for my granny to live and not die. And at the end of the day, I was highly disappointed that God didn't give her one more year so we could celebrate her 100th birthday. I was so upset and I didn't understand. But here's where it gets interesting. How do we transition from a place of disappointment and heartache to a place of joy, even when our prayers remain unanswered and and you're sad and you're disappointed. So I'm going to break it down for you in three key thoughts that have been incredibly helpful, helpful for me on this journey. I got my 18 year old about to graduate and I got my granny that passed away. And, uh, <laughs> I'm telling y'all it's helping me these three points. So I'm gonna share it with y'all so we can get through this all together. Okay. So the first thing is perspective shift. Okay. Shifting your perspective, you know, I found one of the most powerful tools to move forward with joy is to shift in perspective. It's all about looking at the situation from a different angle. Often we're so focused on our desires, our plans, like my granny, I want her to live. My son, I want her to be successful. We, we focus on our plans, our timing, that we forget that God's perspective is so much broader than than our little minds, right? Our little P minds, right? We have this very narrow sense of perspective, but he has such a broad perspective. So change your perspective and knowing that God's perspective is way bigger than ours. Um, Isaiah 55, eight and nine says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways, my ways declares the Lord for as an, as, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts 
higher than your thoughts. That is the word of God. God sees the bigger picture. He knows what is best for us. Even when we can't see it ourselves, even when you want your granny to be here, even when you want your son to be successful, even when you want your daughter to, to come off life support, whatever it is that you're going through, even when you want the rapist not to kill you, whatever it is, God he sees the bigger picture. So when our prayers go seemingly unanswered, we can choose to trust God, God's wisdom and his perfect timing. We may not understand why things turn out the way they did, but we can have faith that God's plan is bigger than our own. And, and it's in that trust that we can find the to beginning of um, seeking joy in that situation. Um, even when things haven't gone our way. Okay. So number two, gratitude and contentment. So this helps. I'm telling y'all every day, if you started off with gratitude and if you list out some things, I wake up and say that I am grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for my job. I got a great job. Y'all I'm grateful for my house. I got a beautiful home. I'm grateful for my family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever you're grateful for, list those things out, wake up, Tell God, thank you. You know, my friend, Stephanie, she's, I, she said, tell God, thank you. Always. She always says that little saying, and I'm telling you, you list out those things that you are grateful for. That's another way to move forward with a joyful heart by cultivating that gratitude and contentment It's so easy to focus on what we don't have, what hasn't happened, what isn't answered, but but here's the thing, when we shift our focus to what we do have, it can be incredibly, incredibly liberating. I remember a time when I was really praying for a specific opportunity and it just didn't materialize and I was frustrated and disappointed, but then I decided to take a step back, make a list of all the things that I could be grateful for in the moment. And you know what? <laughs> that list was so doggone long because <laughs> I am so blessed and I'm so, so incredibly blessed. I can't, I can't even say I'm just so blessed. I am, I am in spite of me, I am incredibly blessed. And I end up saying, my God, you love me this much in spite of me. You have blessed me this much in spite of me. And I realize that even in the midst of my unmet desires, my unmet wishes, I had so, so, so much to be thankful for. All right, this brings me to the third key thought, the last one, trust and surrender. Now, there's a certain kind of peace that comes when we surrender our desires to God. It's not about giving up or giving in. It's about releasing the need to control and trusting that God knows what's best. Now, if y'all know me, I'm a Virgo. Now, I don't know how much I don't do a whole lot of astrology. I don't even know how to say it or spell it. But I, so I don't follow like the stars and the signs and all these things. But I'm going to tell y'all, every meme I see on Instagram about a Virgo is so doggone true. And I'm like, okay, I got control issues according to the memes. And I do, although I'm mature enough, know how to handle it. Right. But releasing the need to control for control and trusting that God knows what's best. Powerful. In the Lord's prayer, we say it every time we say the Lord's prayer, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is a profound statement of surrender. It's an acknowledgement that God's will is the ultimate desire 
of our hearts. And when we truly mean that prayer, we align with his, our will, with his will, we open ourselves up to a joy that is not dependent on circumstances. So as I wrap up this episode, I want to encourage you all, if you are in a place where prayer remains unanswered or answers haven't been exactly what you're expecting or what you wanted, it's okay to feel what you are feeling. But remember, joy can still be found in the midst of it all. Let's shift our perspective, cultivate gratitude, practice trust and surrender. And as we do that, uh, may we find that deep abiding joy that transcend, transcends all circumstances. Remember, it's not about getting what we want. God knows I wanted my grandma to live, right? It's not about what, what we want, but it's about trusting God that God will do what is right. I thank you for listening. I thank you for joining me today. I I encourage you to keep praying. I am praying for things right now, things that I know that haven't come to fruition yet, but I'm still praying so many prayers on my list for friends and, and health conditions and jobs and finding all those things. So continue to pray because God is in control. And until the next time, keep seeking joy through all that life throws at you. I thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Remember, the struggle is over. And even if it's not over, even if God has not answered those prayers the way you wanted to, let's be intentional about our joy. God bless you.